Hey guys, Adrian here. Thanks for tuning in to episode three of KT Confidential. Today, we are chatting about finances, how people spend a shit ton of money on things they don't need, and how they can cut back and save. Perfect timing with the holidays. Enjoy. Welcome to KT Confidential. This hey is guys. Episode three. <laughs> and uh, actually, you can take over. You wanted to talk about something today. Well, yeah, because today I have a lot on my mind. I I want to talk about people's lifestyle, people's budgets. You know, it all was prompted because I've got a few people in my life and a few clients that I think should be really focusing on their budgets, their needs, their wants, and really zoning in not only for their future growth and overall um, equity that they're building in their lives and for their family. But I think there's a lot of wasted money out there right now, and they can be directed in areas that can make people more money and make them rich in the long term. And so I've got a lot on my mind today. I think the big thing is people just don't know how to spend their money, whether or not they care about it or they're just not aware of it. So let's get right into this because you have brought it up a few times um, and that's something that you have mentioned over the last few years about areas where people should really concentrate on cutting out the bullshit costs or even ramping up their income opportunities. You want to kind of chat about that? Well, I think that it goes back for me, it was... I became more aware of it in my previous career in the auto industry, uh, working as a financial services manager, taking app- credit applications for people and seeing how much they made relative to what they were trying to get approved for on a car loan. And it was an unbelievable. Like people that are just swimming in debt that were trying to buy new cars for outrageous monthly payments. Canadians just, right now are at an extraordinarily high debt service ratio. The amount of money that they are spending and have in debt compared to what they are bringing in right now is extremely, extremely high. And I think there's so many opportunities for them. It's so easy to cut back. I don't know. I'll give you an example. Recently, and everybody could probably do this, so I just completed my two-year contract on my cell phone. So uh, that two-year contract, I was, you, you know, you're paying for a higher monthly rate because the phones are subsidized and a portion of your monthly rate goes towards paying off the balance of the phone. So I assumed at the end of my two-year term that my rate would be reduced by the equivalent to whatever was going towards paying off the phone. Little to my surprise, it didn't. Uh, so I phoned Telus. Actually, before I phoned Telus, I checked to see what the new plans are. And a better plan than what I, what I currently had was like 50 bucks less per month. So I called them, complained, made the changes, and uh, I got it down 60 bucks a month. Cell phone companies are notorious for fucking you. Like you will be locked in into a plan for months and months and months and months. Meanwhile, and, and you might have been a client for years. Meanwhile, anybody just coming in off the street to get a new plan is paying half the price and getting a free phone. And yeah, they want to attract new customers, but... Where is that 
or is that loyalty? Well, you know what they should have done is taken that two-year anniversary, the end of my contract, as an opportunity to touch base with me and say, great news, we can change your rate and give you a better plan now or upsell me on a new phone. Easily could have been sold on getting a new phone. And the level of appreciation and service and loyalty that you would have felt would have been elevated tenfold. Like I was on the fence about whether or not to change companies. And if it happened again, if something upsets me again, I'd be very inclined to go that route um, because they've done nothing to keep my business. Right. And how long were you on hold on that call? Well, which which day I called. (laughs) The first day I called, I was on hold for an hour, and then I hung up. Second time, I just... I expected it. So I put it on speaker, put it aside, and just waited. It was about an hour. It's crazy. But it's Christmas, holidays, and sales and whatnot. So expected. Are there any other areas um, that you would recommend or that you've experienced lately that people can cut back on? I think I had a close friend who called their cable company and asked to speak with somebody about canceling their services, whether or not they legitimately wanted to cancel or were hoping to get a deal, I don't know. But the end result was that the cable company uh, significantly reduced their monthly rates and I believe gave them some extra features. Um, So there's that. Um, Things like car insurance, like how long have you been paying your car insurance? but not called for a new quote or called around and asked another company. There's tons of opportunities. So I think people are overspending in areas that, 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 what you you just said is a great example. Cut back on your existing spending in terms of utilities and, or just fine tune what you're spending. To the point where nowadays, um, especially with software companies and um, online, you know, memberships and whatnot, everything is monthly, right? Because that small monthly payment is more attractive than yep. the few hundred or thousand up front. So yep. how many memberships do you have um, that are ongoing payments that you may not even be aware of? Something you signed up for a couple of years ago that you haven't used, but it's still... Like your gym membership? Like my gym membership. I'm going to use that. Yeah. Um, but there's a guarantee. Do you still have your gym membership? Yeah. How much do you pay for it a month? Uh, 30 bucks maybe. Yeah. Something like that. But that's it. It's those reoccurring or recurring monthly expenses that, oh, it's 20 bucks a month. Oh, it's 30 bucks a month. But that all adds up, right? Like that's, and that's part of what I wanted to talk about today. But it goes for me, it goes even a little bit further. Like, do you really need designer jeans? Do you really need, you know, the latest, the greatest? Do you need the iPhone XR? Do you need this? Do you need that? And I'm working with a lot of 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds right now that are looking to buy their first homes. And, you know, some of them are out trying to shop for a new car or, you know, they want to buy the latest phone or the latest uh, technology, a new laptop and this and that. And man, I'm really scared about these generations as they get older because 
I don't know if you've seen that, but I think the younger generation and probably our kids, as they grow up, will see less value in home ownership and more value in things like designer jeans or, you know, the. I think it'll be more technology related. They'll want the latest phone, the latest virtual reality thing, want to take some extravagant, extravagant vacations, you know, travel the world or, or what have you. But none of them are being taught how to build assets because marketing now is teaching everybody how to spend money and not how to build assets, build equity in your life. Like if you are 20 to 35 years old and you don't own a home yet, why not? Like, why not? Even if it's, because um, some people don't want to necessarily own a home, but investing your money into the real estate market, if you're looking at a different as a, you know, not necessarily home ownership for your primary residence, but owning a home that you're renting out. We have clients that we've turned into landlords that own property that we have found tenants for that are paying down that mortgage. Uh, most of those properties are in the Milton, Mississauga, Burlington, Oakville area, like Halton region, Peel region. Uh, and they live downtown Toronto because they want that lifestyle. They don't want to buy anything in Toronto. Maybe they can't afford it. That's fine. But they own property and they've become investors. They've become landlords. They're invested. The challenge is, I think right now, is affordability for a lot of people. Um, we talked about cars over the last, you know, you and I being uh, the background that we have from the automotive industry. Like you can buy a, whether you're financing or leasing, you can get a Corolla or a Camry for as low as $300 to $400 a month, I'm assuming. Less than that even, probably. Maybe less than that. Do you really need leather seats? Do you really need a power seat or a remote start or the 19-inch wheels? Like, people are spending, and we've seen it. We've seen it on vehicles especially where people will spend $100 extra a month without a flinch. $100 extra a month equates to approximately, I don't know the exact math right now, but I'm going to say between twenty dollars and $25,000 on a mortgage. These are the same people that are saying, oh, I got to have hardwood floors in my house. I got to have granite kitchen countertops. Well, do you need them? And then if yeah. you do really need them and you're not going to buy an investment property, you're not going to buy that house without them, well, then you don't really need 19-inch fucking wheels on your car. Like, cut back somewhere. You are not making a quarter million dollars a year. It's all about everybody wants to keep up with the Joneses. Well, all their it? friends. Absolutely. They all drive each other. Everyone wants the best, the show off. And that's why people driving around in fancy cars nowadays, even looking at nice, expensive houses, it doesn't impress me. Because... I'd say a huge percentage, if not the majority of those people, can't afford them. So my car, I'm in the market to purchase a vehicle. My car is just too small now with the kids and 
um, after publishing this podcast, you're going to get a boatload of emails and phone calls from car dealerships yeah. <laughs> because you just announced that. The good news is I have a, you have few a preference? connections. Yeah. A preference in terms of what? Uh, who should call you? What kind of vehicle would you like? So my vehicle now is a 2012 BMW 328i, um, which I did purchase at Bud's BMW. I leased it, and then I bought it out at the end of the lease. I love the car. The car is great. Um, it's getting old. It's getting a little old in the tooth. You can see some of the wear and tear, but it's it's really, it's just too small. And, you know, for me, that's the longest I've owned a vehicle which is now seven years almost. And seven years, you know, as a realtor being on the road a lot, I need a reliable vehicle, prefer to have one under warranty and all that. But I'm looking at the cost of these things. Like for me to upgrade my vehicle and stay with BMW, a lease on a base X5 as an example, which is the size of vehicle that, um, that I'd prefer right now, you're talking eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars a month on a lease. A thousand dollars a month, again, is going to equate to about a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage. So, do I get a nice brand new BMW X5, or do I buy a rental property in St. Catharines where I know I can place? We talked about this in terms of investment properties. There are a shit ton of places you can buy for two, three, four hundred thousand dollars that you can place a tenant in there and they'll basically pay themselves. You hang on to these properties for five, 10, 15 years, however long you're comfortable, and you will make more money, net money in your pocket than you probably will at your nine to five, Monday to Friday job. Easily. But nobody's doing it. Well, that's my point. And nobody's really training or talking to people about that. People are going and buying the, you know, the, again, the latest Apple products, the Kate Spade bags, the Gucci coat, and spending hundreds and thousands of dollars during Christmas and Valentine's and Halloween and buying all these decorations and, you know, getting the, the latest and the greatest of everything got to have Netflix and Prime Video and cable and unlimited internet. Well, you know what? No wonder you're fucking broke. Well, I've been working with, so I think a, a key segment of people that, you know, uh, is good to talk about are everyone's talking about first-time home buyers and how unaffordable homes are and how hard it is to get into the market now. Um, a lot of first-time home buyers are uh, young couples who are getting married. And spending tens of thousands of dollars on their wedding. And you know, I'm working with, I've worked with some recently who a lot of their decisions to buy a house revolved around their wants in terms of what they wanted to have at their wedding and how much they needed to set aside for their wedding. Um, so I don't know if people are spending all of that money for cultural reasons or tradition or um, pressure from family members to have a traditional wedding. But, you know, getting into a relationship, getting married, and you're starting off on such a bad footing, spending all that money and tying it up into a 
one evening rather than doing something affordable and taking the rest of it and investing it into a house for the two of you. Well, and even goes back to something that I firmly believe in, you know, so I'm a high school dropout and I am not ashamed or embarrassed to admit that because while my friends who graduated high school went to college and spent twenty to $150,000 at college or university, by the age of 21, I was already making a six-figure income. By the time they were out of college and university, they had a six-figure debt struggling to find a job of paying them thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and I was already set in my career at that point. I well, had already purchased a home. And how many of them left school and got into anything somewhat related to what they went to school oh, for? Oh, for sure. Hardly any. Not to say now that school is one of those costs you should cut back on. Oh, a whole other podcast. That's a whole other. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Although. You know, we're big fans of Gary Vee and follow him religiously. Uh, he preaches basically what I just said, that, you know, school isn't going to teach you what you need to learn to make money in today's day and age. No. You're, you're not learning street smarts. And if one of the reasons you're doing it are because of pressure from family, which I think is huge, probably parents putting a lot of pressure on kids to do that, uh, which probably goes the same with uh, weddings people under pressure from their parents to have a wedding because they want their grandmother to be there to experience it. If if people are pressuring their kids to do things, they should be paying for it. You know, secretly right now, Jen is listening through the other room there because she's planning her wedding. Oh, I know. We should get her input. She, she, can you hear her giggling? Yeah. She's got 150 or 200 people going to her wedding. Yeah. She's hoping everybody shows up with a good cash gift. <laughs> Otherwise, she'll be asking us for a raise in, uh, yeah. in June. Yeah. But actually, that brings up another point. Like I talk about asking your, you've, you've said this, like walk into your boss's office and ask for a raise. You'll be surprised how many times you actually get that raise. There are a shit ton of opportunities right now for people to make income as a side hustle. There are tons of ways to make side hustle money. One of my passions, as you know, is going to auctions and garage sales. And this was even before I started following Gary V, and he still does it. Um, auctions are my big thing, going to auctions and finding interesting buys and just flipping them. And I do that as as a hobby, but you know, you make a few dollars doing that. No, no question about it. So if you want that upgraded car, or you want hardwood floors in that home, there are opportunities to supplement those expenses. The challenge is you got to get off your ass and actually do it and, you know, buckle down and, and focus on those things. Well, and the worst is people that are complaining about them, but they go home at the end of the day, they just sit there, play video games or watch a movie or whatever. Right. If, if you're happy in the life that you're in, then fine, don't change anything. But don't complain to people about the price of homes being too expensive. Like, take a little bit of a look in the mirror. Check your bank account. Check your expenses. Check your areas of opportunities. It, you know, 
I think 2019, 2020, 2021, the next three years, the people that hustle and work their asses off are going to be the people that are setting themselves up for success over the next 10, 15, 20 years, because there is so much changing right now in terms of technology. Um, if you're not hustling, you're done. Even little things, actually, something that you introduced to me recently that I got excited about and I started using was that uh, app Honey. I love Honey. Yeah. And uh, so our Christmas card order. Yeah. yeah so our first, ex my first experience with this app Honey is the, uh, we ordered a bunch of Christmas cards to send out. I don't remember the numbers exactly, but the original order came in at around $600. I'm not mistaken, and then seven fifty almost actually. So that high, okay. So yeah. seven hundred and fifty dollars. So Honey is um, uh, an app. I think it only works on the desktop. It's a Chrome a Chrome add on. Yeah, and can, I think you can build it into your Safari as well. Probably. Yeah. And basically, what happens is when you're cashing out, it searches for coupon codes. Yep. And on this particular website that we were ordering our Christmas cards on, it found a coupon code that saved us like four or five hundred bucks. Yeah. So little things like that. There's Ebates. Ebates is another one. Ebates is excellent. Yeah. Ebates works. You get, uh, basically, I think that works like you get paid for shopping. They just want to know what you're spending money on. Yeah. They're tracking your your habits and your data. They're, co yeah. they're data collectors. And in turn of collecting the data, they are giving you a, a rebate, a cash back on, on your purchases with quite a few websites and, and merchants. Yeah. And there are several... Um, grocery shopping apps on your that you can get for your phone that after you've completed your um, your groceries you scan and take a photo or take a photo of your uh, of your final receipt upload it to that site and they'll actually give you um, money back on that purchase as well again they're just collecting data they want to see what did you purchase and and who you are who you're purchasing with and and all those things. And in turn, you're getting money back. Well, newsflash, everybody, if you are on Facebook, Instagram, like half of the websites that we go on on a daily basis, and probably 90% of the apps you use are collecting that data anyways. So why not find these apps and these websites that are actually giving you something back for it, because you can save a considerable amount more money than you are right now. Yeah, people have to be careful. I think one area where they people may think they're doing well, and some people are, is credit cards with rebates. Um, if you're good with your finances and you have a card that gives you a cash back incentive or vacation rewards or whatever, they can work out well too. I think I've got like $6,000 of vacation dollars saved up on my credit card. But the key is paying it off. You got to pay your balance down to nothing first. A lot of people yeah. are carrying carrying balances. Yeah. It's a death trap. You know, if you're paying 19.99, 21.99, which are a lot of the current cards interest rates, if you're carrying a balance of well, I don't know, I haven't carried a balance on my credit card in a long long time, but and I'd have to do the math, but if you're carrying any kind of balance, you're paying 20, 30, hundreds of dollars in interest. Check your credit card interest, pay that down. Even if you don't have the cash to do it, find other means, maybe a line of credit or maybe a home line equity. Um, although those can be traps too, because you just keep adding debt on top of debt. Well, going back to the 
auto industry. We had people that would buy cars on their home line equity because they saw the interest rates were lower. But they didn't have that structure of a fixed monthly payment. They just right. paid the minimum, which was 100% which interest. Which was their interest, yeah. So five, six, seven years later, they go to trade that car in. They still owe $30,000 on it, and it's worth ten. Right. Because they never paid it off. They didn't have that discipline. So people really need to, you know, really, I guess, really think about the options they're opting for. Uh, because even though the higher payment would have been a little bit more of a stretch financially, they would have been at least paying it off. And if they couldn't afford the higher payment, then they should have reconsidered what they were buying. Well, and reconsider what they're buying is one of the big things that, that's one of the big kicks that I'm on for 2019. Reconsider what you're buying. Simple. Especially when it comes to vehicles. Like vehicles are a depreciating asset and man, you know, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month, thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Like you put a client next to me for a consultation to buy a home. And the amount of money that you can turn $800 to $1,000 a month into over the long term is ridiculously high. What, what kind of a return is a car giving you? It's crazy. There's it's transportation. So, so many people that I see driving cars that shouldn't, especially real estate agents. They're big culprits. Well, for I know sure. how many, I, know, I see a lot of people driving fancy cars. I know how many houses they're selling. They're not, they're struggling to pay those payments. Right. It's like you sold two homes last year. Yeah. Why the hell are you driving a seven series BMW? <laughs> exactly. Well, actually that's a, that's an interesting question. I'd be curious to know how many people or how many people that follow us and like us and, and will be watching and listening to this podcast, how many of them would actually find that important or relate that to the to our success is their perceived success so if, because of how they present themselves especially with their vehicle right so if i went out and i did purchase a toyota corolla doesn't fit my needs but let's just say that's the vehicle of choice and i show up to a client's house to list their home for sale are they going to perceive me as being less of a realtor or a less successful realtor Versus having a $100,000 car. Correct. <clears throat> I'd like to know that. be interesting. I think a lot of it, though, is just subconscious. They, they don't even know they're making that decision. I think there are a lot of people out there that think there are a lot of dickhead realtors because they're driving that $100,000 car. For sure. Like, who are you, buddy, to pull up in your $100,000 car and then have the balls to tell me it's going to cost me $20,000. I have to pay you $20,000 to sell my beautiful home that I worked so hard to. Right. Right. It's unconceivable for most people. Right. I guess I can't get that Tesla now, huh? No, definitely not. <laughs> no. It's, um, it's interesting. And that's something I struggled with when I got into real estate was wondering how people would perceive us based on even how we dress. I don't like to wear a suit and tie. So does that uh, affect what people think of us in terms of how confident we are? I don't know. 
Well, I can tell you, we are not going out and spending thousands of dollars on Canali suits. So if that's the type of realtor that you're looking for, it's certainly not going to be us. Yeah. Because that money is being used in other areas to help grow our business, help keep our financial uh, stability in check, and help the assets and equity to build our family and our family's future. I think the biggest thing of this is people really need to, it comes at a very good time with the holidays and people buying Christmas presents, they just need to really look at their finances and check themselves and really second, you know, question themselves and, and see if it's really necessary to buy the things that they're going to get. Or maybe they can, quote unquote, settle for something less and still be happy. And if there are people out there that are shopping for homes and not finding their dream home within their budget, it's because they're not dialing back to what they actually need versus what they want. And I think a lot of people miss the boat and miss good investment opportunities because they haven't checked themselves to say, okay, well, I don't really need X. Again, I look at some of the nicer finishes in, in homes, whether it's you know, the granite countertops, the hardwood floors, or the built-in speakers, or any of those things. Yeah. Like, just buy a well, freaking home, right? Like, and, you know, we, a lot of the, our, the demographic of a lot of our clients that are younger, uh, actually, Cameron's a good example. We were talking about Cameron. He's 20 years old, right? He hasn't even experienced a bad economy, right? So he's, so I think a lot of these people, they've just grown uh, in, they've, are growing up in an age where everything's going strong and they haven't seen the need to save or spend wisely and, and prepare for a rainy day. Yeah, I agree. There will be a dynamic shift with a lot of these people making money online, especially like the influencers and people, you know, buying products and just advertising them on Facebook and making a shit ton of money. That will dissipate at some point, and then it's going to be like, uh-oh, what do I do now to make money? Yeah. Well, why didn't you take some of that money and invest into real estate where it's going to be sitting there where you can hire somebody like us to make sure somebody's paying it down for you so in the long run, you've got that asset? Because right now, whatever money they're making, they are spending on bullshit expenses like the designer clothes. And well, the- and it's so easy to spend money nowadays. Yeah. You just click a few buttons, it arrives at your door yeah. sometimes the same day. I will. I could rhyme off probably 100 people that I know that before they leave work in the morning, they literally have their phone on their on, while they're sitting on the toilet and probably spend hundreds of dollars every month. It's addictive. Taking a shit. Absolutely. It's like they get this temporary high off of it, and then they get the product. And then they need to do it all over again. Well, it's just so easy. Yeah. Click send, right? Yeah. Anyway, I've had enough for today. Me too. That's episode number three. Thanks so much for listening to episode three. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, check us out on Instagram. We're at Clemendi Trot. And make sure you follow us on whichever platform you're listening to us on.